You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This is Critical Mass Business Talk Show. And man, do we have a great show planned for you. I have former Western Pennsylvania, as am I, Monica Chellingsworth, who is the co-founder and president of Eustress and Demeter. She's our guest today. Monica, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So happy to be here. It's great to have you here. And we just found out in the pre-show, which is why we're a couple minutes late, that we have this <laughs> shared experience growing up in Western PA. So let's talk about you and your business. You have been in business for four years. I'd like you to take us back to before you started the business. What was your motivation to start this business? Absolutely. So, um, so Darlene, who's slash mom, slash business partner. Her and I used to talk all the time while I was driving home from my corporate America job. And, you know, I'd be on the 405 upset about, you know, something about what our leaders were doing and, you know, how they were treating our team. And we would always say, you know, we would do this so differently if it was us. And, you know, and it was, it was just a conversation that we had never really thinking that we would start our own companies or, you know, really get to the point where we are now. And, in 2017, I was laid off and it was, you know, something that was at the time, it, it all felt right. Like when it, when it happened, I remember driving home and feeling this huge sense of relief. Like, you know, I wasn't abandoning my team because I had wanted to leave, but then I didn't want to abandon them. And so when it all happened, it was just this, I don't know, breath of fresh air in a way. And I had no idea what I was going to do. And a couple companies reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, you know, I, I've heard what you've done for other industry partners of ours. We would love to just talk with you. Can you meet us for lunch or coffee or come in for dinner? And before I knew it, I was working with uh, several restaurant groups that had between about three and six locations. And then one CEO was best friends with another president, and then they would recommend us. And before we knew it, come March that following year, uh, we had probably six or seven clients and all of a sudden I was like, okay, we should probably form an actual business and, and figure this whole thing out. And so, so mom ended up, you know, helping me figure out how to do our LLC, build the business, figure out QuickBooks, that whole side of it. And so her and I decided to just dive in and do this. And it's been four years now since we started Eustress and Demeter. So was there a specific event or can you remember the time after you started the business where you thought, mm -hmm. hey, I've actually built something that I can scale and, and depend on as a business partner? Yeah. You know, um, one kind of funny, but not funny. I mean, it's a funny story now. One of the brands who was probably my most beloved restaurant group, I was, you know, constantly following what the founder was doing, just loved everything about them. And so they called me in for a meeting and I was over the moon about, you know, having this meeting with them, like, oh my gosh, like the fact that we can work with them in this capacity and uh, come to find out when I get in there, he pretty much cornered me and said, you know, I know you're building these programs for other restaurant groups. I want you to be very clear that I see you as a competitor, as mm -hmm. in a way a threat. And so after the, I suppose, the shock of all of that weared off, I remember thinking, you know what, I, I, I must have made it if, you know, somebody like this, like little old me is stressing them out so much. And, uh, you know, so that was in a way encouraging as, as scary as the situation was. 
And then after that, you know, as we continue to grow, we are 100% referral based. So mm -hmm. we would be working with another company who, again, would be friends with another founder and another president, and they would bring us in. And our portfolio grew, um, the size of groups we worked with grew. And, you know, we developed what we call our playbook. And after, you know, those conversations started happening and going to conferences and speaking, I just really knew that we were on to something. We had a very unique, a unique area of expertise in the restaurant world. And that's what it needed at the time. And nobody was really doing what we were doing. So it was, it was just, I suppose, being in the right environment at the right time and working our butts off and, and really, really always making sure that we did a good job because we, you know, never really did the advertising side or the marketing side with the exception of just, you know, making sure that we always over delivered and, and kept those relationships strong and, so it's been it's been a pretty it's been a pretty fun ride. So we're talking with Monica, and I know that you might in the audience be saying, "Well, what is it that her firms do?" We're going to get to that in a minute, but I'd yeah. like to explore the entrepreneurial side of this person before we get into the her business. <laughs> so, but I'm sure. Okay, so that was that was a good moment in time where you had yep. the okay realization. But was there a, another time where mm -hmm. you felt that maybe the business was at significant risk? Oh yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, I'd say the, the biggest one that stands out was um, one of our, I think he was probably our, I don't know, maybe fourth client, um, but it was our first big one. And I should have just Googled him and I probably would have saved <laughs> on this, but um, he didn't pay any bill for probably six, seven months. We had brought other people into his organization. They didn't pay them. And, you know, I didn't think twice about it because another company that we had worked with was already working with him and they were paying their bills just fine. So it was um, a roller coaster ride to say the least. And we learned a lot from it. And it was terrifying because every every dime that came in, I would have to pay my team, of course, because they were still doing the work. So from our other clients, it was just, you know, the money would come in from them. I would have to take all of that to offset this particular client. And that was really stressful. Um, I also, when we started V10, which is our other company, the same week that I got my business cards in the mail was actually the same week that I started going through a divorce. So being that I would say what I maybe thought was a safety net um, was completely gone. Mm -hmm. So we were using the first company to pay for everything for the second company. And I was grinding every day and doing what I could. And then all of a sudden it was, okay, now you're really out on your own island. And so I had a choice. You either give up and, you know, go back to the the corporate world that I I so badly didn't want to go back to because it was my goal to change what that world looked like um, or continue pushing forward and continued pushing forward. So I'm glad we did. I, I love both of those stories because they are uh, very, uh, not typical in a negative way, but it's very common yeah. on how entrepreneurs get challenged in the business. It's I spent a long career in the corporate world before I left to become an entrepreneur since 2007. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned over time is it doesn't matter how great last year was as an entrepreneur. Something yeah. could happen this year. You always have to be planning both for growth, but also to protect the business a little bit. Just Absolutely. Yeah. So, so now like four steps ahead of yourself all the time. <laughs> right. Because at the end, yeah. what I heard you also say is cash flow mm -hmm. is such a critical, you know, it's great to have an income statement that shows profit and all that and a balance sheet that shows you have assets. And mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the cash flow in the business that right. allows you to exist. And then as long as you can pay your bills, 
yeah. you're in business yeah regardless so yeah. great and sometimes that's not always easy but you just <laughs> sometimes you have to bring your personal wealth into the business <laughs> yeah right yeah you gotta you gotta mm -hmm. borrow from your personal position yeah. to make the business work which is something you generally don't have to do when you work for somebody else right Right. right. Okay. But now people want to know, tell us about the business models of Eustress and Demeter. Yes. So, um, so Eustress and Demeter, we are a restaurant consulting company. And so what we focus on is building what we call incremental revenue programs for restaurants. So what that looks like are catering programs, um, pickup delivery. We work a lot with the third parties like DoorDash and Grubhub. Um, we do some e-commerce programs like where we'll take the meals and ship them nationally. So we every restaurant is unique in, in what those programs are. But what we do is go in and really work on the operations side of it and build programming to help you know, generate. Typically, it's usually a million plus in revenue, but we've done up to you know, 20 million a year in additional revenue for, um, for, for restaurant groups. So that's been you know, really rewarding since we know that we've gotten to hire a lot of people, people who might have lost their jobs because they didn't have enough revenue coming in. We've been able to develop them and move them over. So that, that side of it has been, it's been really great. So as you were explaining that, mm -hmm. I was thinking, was COVID then, a, did it give you a tail? Did it, how did, let me just ask an open-ended question. Yeah. How did COVID affect your business? Um, when it first happened, you know, every client that we had, we basically just said, okay, stop, don't pay anything. Let's just, let's just, I'm going to use the word pivot, which I know Nanette's listening and she's going to laugh at that, but that, you know, we were just saying, we know it's not catering right now. It's not large groups. So let's focus on your, your takeout, your to go, your third parties and get that right. And, you know, the first thing it would say is, well, you know, we don't know financially what's happening. I'm like, just stop. Let's not even have the conversation about invoicing right now. Let's just get you to stay in business, figure out what this looks like. We will deal with that later. So we went about six months where we didn't bill anybody. We didn't even have that conversation. We made sure that that we got them where they needed to be. And the ones who, you know, either they closed while it happened, um, they they all came back. So we didn't actually lose any clients. We've now either had more uh, projects with them or a stronger relationship or the ones who we were working with that we just had to change what we were doing have, of course, now come back and happily paid. And, you know, I think it's just it's just helped all of us build a stronger relationship of knowing that we're in this together. It's not coming from, you know, sometimes I think consultants get a bad name because you just come in and tell people what to do and then you leave where, you know, we are truly there with them to make sure that they're successful. And, you know, one of the clients we have, they have a location in um, Corona Del Mar and we ship their meals nationally. And last holiday season, not this one, but the one prior, we were there packing and shipping boxes that weighed over 40 some pounds. And so, you know, most consultants don't do that. We, we do. I think it's really important that, you know, we know that they're short staffed and, and they need this revenue stream in order to keep, you know, their, their managers who are still on to have, you know, to pay for their salaries, to pay for their benefits. So that was something that you just, you just go in and you just do it. So COVID okay. is a, not a horrible thing in that okay. perspective. Sorry. Uh, but that is a, fantastic story about how you build value in the eyes of your clients. Not every business can can suspend revenue for six months and survive. So testament to you and your mother for having a business that could allow that to happen. 
But at the end of the day, I think that's one of the powers of the personal relationship that entrepreneurs can build with their clients that maybe larger companies have trouble with, which is making those type of concessions to make sure that you have the best interest of your client. Right. Heart. What yep. a great story you did. Yeah. I mean, that was. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very brave of you to do that because you really don't maybe at the time know what you're really oh. committing to. <laughs> oh no, We had no idea. And every day was like another panic of, is this going to work? Is this not? And all we could do was just keep going. And at the same time, we had started already our second business, which is V10 plus. And we, that's a, it's a Japanese skincare brand and we have the distribution rights for the entire United States. So the, um, even that side of it. I mean, we had a full warehouse team, everything. So the money that was coming from the restaurant side to support that side, I mean, that still had to keep running. So not only was it personally very stressful, uh, then on the other business, one is impacting the other, but thankfully here we are in, you know, January of 2022 and we're still moving <laughs> and, um, you know, and we've learned a lot. And I think we've 1000% come out better on the other side, just for everything, for learning everything. And, you know, it shows us that anything can happen and you have to be prepared for it. And, you know, you lean on your team. And, you know, I think that's what really got us through is the fact that this isn't just me. We have such an incredible team who's been with us from day one, whether it's from the restaurant side into the skincare side that, you know, if it, if it was just me, there's no way I could have done all of that. But, you know, having who we have has, that's what's made all the difference in this. So we're going to talk about you as a serial entrepreneur in a moment. But before I leave your other businesses, tell me the origin of the name of You Stress the Meter. Absolutely. So, um, so when uh, mom and I were talking originally, we were saying, you know, we really want a name that means something to us. And we heard a lot of mixed stories on people were saying, you know, this is a really dumb name because you know, nobody knows what it means. And <laughs> I'll tell you about about all that. That was actually really funny. And um, so we were talking and my and my mom had seen this article about the word eustress mm -hmm. and eustress is a form of positive stress. Right. So it's something <clears throat> that we personally have always thrived on. And I think that there's a way that you can motivate teams with a little bit of, let's just call it tough love slash positive stress. And um, so one piece of our business is, I mean, I guess all of them are really focused on our people, but then we had the food side, which is the Demeter side. So eustress is the positive stress and, you know, really developing ourselves and developing our people. And Demeter is the goddess of wheat and harvest and feeding the masses. So when we were looking at restaurants, we were thinking about the catering piece of it, which is where our business originated from. So we came up with Eustress and Demeter. So it's both Greek terminology and we loved it. We had a lot of fun playing with our logos and we kind of figured, you know, we don't really care what anybody thinks about our name. We love it. We're going to have fun with it. And, you know, it's actually been one of our biggest conversation starters that some of our clients that we were working with, you know, I'll get on with the CFO and they're like, hold on, before we even talk about anything, tell me about this name. I find it so interesting. And then we end up having an hour conversation about something completely related to that. And, you know, it helps us build our relationship and it's just, it's unique and it's different and it's us. And so. Yeah. It's a part of your origin story yeah. too. So I'm glad we had a chance to uh, talk about that. So Monica, you mentioned V10 plus and the fact that you have the USA distribution rights and licensing. So mm -hmm. I'm curious as now a serial entrepreneur, look at you four years in, now you have two businesses going and I know mm -hmm. you're not going to stop there. Um, what's the interrelationship between your two companies and how as an entrepreneur are you able to 
dedicate the mental time required mm-hmm. for both from both businesses? Um, you know, so the answer to that really goes hand in hand together of we we have a let's call it like a spider web of a team who were my original mentors, um, who are actually now investors in V10, one of whom is a very strong um, female powerhouse in the restaurant industry, who is now an investor in the skincare side of it. And the same team that we had had from the restaurant world has come over into the V10 world. And my biggest um, operator partner, she was actually a client of ours, who then she is still doing restaurant stuff, but does our operations and training on the skincare side. And her daughter also does our social media. So we we keep this very tight family between both of those. So I'll jump from, you know, 9 a.m. I'm talking about restaurants and 930, you know, we're on the phone with Singapore doing something or another, or, you know, it's just kind of all over the place of what that is. And I think that's what makes it where it doesn't feel like it's one or the other, that we can do these parallel paths because we have such a strong team working with us on all of that. And, you know, I think it's too, I've thankfully, because actually my, my parents really engraved into me the importance of time management and always being, you know, if you're, if you're on time, you're late type thing. And so I, I live and die by my calendar. I'm very good at time management. And so I, where I, assume I should feel more overwhelmed. I don't. I feel like my day is structured well. I'm really, really, um, I would say just cautious to make sure that I perform self-care just so I I don't go totally bonkers. Um, And I will also say that I truly sleep 10 hours a night. And so I feel like getting a good night's sleep and being able to wake up and have my coffee and I love this, enjoy my journey, Uh then, you know, it's something that this doesn't feel like work. It just feels like something I'm getting up every day and doing and I love. So they're two different business models, though, Completely on, on the on the healthcare side, you actually have product that you're I mean, that's a whole different business when all of a sudden you're starting. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We bring in product from Japan. We have a warehouse in Utah. And so it's a completely e-commerce business. We do have um, a dermatologist uh, Medispa line. Mm-hmm. So we do have some retail component to it, but it's the majority of it is e-commerce, direct-to-consumer. Uh, so 1,000% different. So from consulting to, to e-commerce. So we, like I said, we have the full rights for the United States and we're bringing on Canada and Mexico as well. So we have a lot going on with that. But again, we have a a very well-trusted team who helps us navigate a lot of those waters um, where, you know, they're not even necessarily in the e-commerce world either. They're just, you know, we trust them. We feel safe with them. Um, They're extremely intelligent and we, we can lean on them as we go through this process and this journey. So it, it, you know, we learn every single day. So I definitely will say I'm not an expert. We, we every day are, are finding out something new. We're trying something different. And I think that, you know, having the team that we have and everybody behind us is what makes this work. So we're talking with Monica Chellingsworth and we're talking about two of her businesses and we're going to talk about the future here in a minute. But before I, I leave there, I'm just curious, how did you even learn about this L10? I mean, what, what happened there as an so, entrepreneur? Yeah. So um, the whole spider web thing. So a gentleman who I met, gosh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, um, we were in Newport at a restaurant with my best friend from college. And like, don't get me wrong, I love eating by myself. But, but you can tell sometimes when somebody is eating alone that they just 
maybe need a friend. And so he was eating by himself. And so we called him over just, you know, do you want to join us for a drink or for dinner? And, and we just had this really amazing friendship that we developed. And so at the time, I didn't really know what, what he did. And now, I mean, he's ex extremely successful, has hundreds of businesses and is just an amazing human. And so when we had originally started E&D, he was living in Canada and he flew to Newport to help me figure out, you know, how to do all of this. And, and he spent three days where I showed up and I had my computer and I was all ready. And he's like, no, 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 no. Relax. Stop. Put your computer away. Just talk. I'm going to do everything. I'll write this all down. I'll figure out, you know, he, he basically did all of, figured out all these things for us, you know, how to do our operating agreements. And so he said, you know, I know it's your mom and I know you're going to, you know, want to do 50, 50 because it's your mom, but I'm not going to let that happen. You need to do 51, 49. He's like, so we're going to call her right now and have that conversation. And I was like, okay. So he called and my mom was so excited to hear from him. And we talked through what we needed to do from the business side of it. And we trusted him. So we're like, great. That sounds, that sounds perfect let's do it. And so we kind of figured out all the legal stuff and he, you know, sat down and spent that time with us. And, you know, when we made our first hundred dollars, you would have thought I just brought in like $10 million. He was so excited and so proud of us. And so, so time goes on and we, we stay really close friends and he is in the Hong Kong airport and sees basically who's now the founder well the original founders of V10 in who live in Singapore taking photos of the product. And he he went up to, to mention something to them. And anyways, they started talking and they said, actually, this is our this is our line. We didn't know that we were in the airport. And he had asked, are you in the US or Canada? They said, no, it's our dream market. And so he says, come with me. My phone's dead, but I'm going to I'm going to plug it in and I'm going to show you who who your people are. So he pulled up a picture of my mom and I and said, these are your people. They're amazing. They talked about eustress and and about three weeks later, we were on a flight to Singapore and we spent about 10 days with the founders and, you know, reviewing everything about the line and touring their facilities. And we came back and originally he was the going to be the main investor in it. And then he couldn't. So so Darlene slash mom and I said, you know what, why don't we do this? We've already put so much time into it. We love the brand. We love the concept. We love the family behind. It. We love everything. So let's do it. And we did. <laughs> so it was wow. pretty amazing that, like I said, all of these have been very intertwined. Mm -hmm. And and this gentleman is still heavily involved with us. He actually introduced us to one of our other investors who uh, he's in the engineering world and, you know, had never even tried the product, but said, you know, I, I believe in the people behind it and I support you and Darlene and we'll be here for all the things that you need. And so that's that's been, I would say, just the, the piece of it of knowing that, you know, when I mentioned not having a safety net where originally I, I, cause I didn't know the difference and I thought, you know, maybe it's just the personal safety net and looking at now the fact that we have these incredible people who, you know, dedicate time out of their day to help support us. That's the, that's the safety net that, that we, that we've never really lost. Right. Relationships. And that's, that's been kind of a theme of the interview yeah. here today with you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so powerful in business. And that, that leads me to my next question is, um, in addition to the people that you've met, where do you go to get other entrepreneurs, you know, people at your level with your business, mm -hmm. their insight and experience that, it, that you can use to help stay ahead of your competition and, and grow your businesses? Um, you know, we ourselves host women mastermind groups. And so that was something that I guess it wasn't 
for us to get the information. But, you know, what we do has so much to do about giving back to other people. And I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs. And so we wanted a safe place for them to come for us to all have these conversations collectively. And so we learned a lot from from even just having those conversations with the people around us. Um, I try to do, you know, some networking events of just meeting the right people and having those conversations. But I would say I do read a lot. Um, actually, the this is probably my favorite book, Conscious Capitalism. I'm not sure Absolutely. if you've ever read it, but it's incredible. And um, Never Eat Alone is my other favorite. And I had read the Never Eat Alone book when I moved out from college on my flight to California. And pretty much those two books, I've said, I'm going to, I'm going to live my business life around what I've learned from both of those. And so, so it's a lot of, you know, reading and, and really taking that to heart and then just, you know, having conversations with people and really learning. Um, one of our, she's my, my biggest mentor. And I just, I, I mean, I can't even say enough about her. She gives me a lot of, um, tough love is the best way to put it where, you know, she knows I could be walking into a really bad situation and she lets me walk face first into it. And then when I'm coming out of it, you know, I'm like, why did you let me do that? And she said, because you have to learn the only way that you're going to get better is by going through it and by learning. So, mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, we, we have people who will, you know, allow us to fall and learn from it. And that, that is really helpful. And then from, like I said, a lot of reading and just self-reflection on, you know, I don't necessarily compare us to anybody else and in, in what they do and what we do. I think that, you know, collectively working together and doing things where, you know, you feel like a good person at the end of the day, you feel like you made a difference and you can still pay your bills and you can pay other people's mortgages and you keep them afloat. That's, that's what matters. And that's where, you know, I feel like as long as I continue going down that path, I learn every day and, and I'm, and I feel good about it. That's great. Fantastic. You've been a fantastic guest and we're almost towards the end. I, I was excited to have you on the show and and uh, I can see why I was right. You're, you've been great. So how does someone learn more about what you're doing, either your firms or maybe mm -hmm. find you on LinkedIn, Monica? Yes. So um, our websites are so at the bottom where my name is eustressanddemeter.com or the skincare brand is called V10 Plus USA. So V the number 10 plus spelled out usa.com or i'm on linkedin um just under monica challensworth well this has been thoroughly enjoyable for me thank, thank you, you for me too. being a part of the community and a friend of the program absolutely yes thank you so much you're welcome i'd like to thank the audience too for being a part of orange county's longest running business talk show monica's episode was number 1336 tripped up on that a little bit. If you're interested in connecting with me, please reach out. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I, and my website's the same, rickfranzi.com. And then until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.